Hey, what's up, guys? It's your boy Adam Bob, and welcome back to another episode of the Adam Bob Podcast. Yes, sir. And today I am introducing business news. Yes, I am introducing business news, and also I will be discussing new coronavirus cases and deaths. And also, you guys get to send me voice messages of how you think of the podcast by sending them to me, okay? So, what do you think of the podcast? I will listen to them, and I will shout out to you on my next episode. Anywho, enough talking, and now... Let's get today's episode. Today's episode. None of the passengers on the flight from Auckland to Sydney will be required to quarantine in Australia. However, they will have to pay for their own quarantine in a hotel when they return to New Zealand. At the moment, the bubble is one-sided with Australians not allowed to enter New Zealand. Australia and New Zealand are among the first countries in the Asia-Pacific region to loosen restrictions on international travel since COVID-19 travel bans came into effect earlier this year. Singapore and Hong Kong announced on Thursday that they had agreed to quarantine-free travel between their two cities. They did not say when travel would begin. Limited travel and expensive holidays. The bubble currently applies only to the state of New South Wales and the Northern Territory, but Australian officials said they hoped to expand to other states soon. Under the deal, New Zealanders can travel quarantine-free to Australia if they not have been to COVID, to a COVID-19 hotspot for 14 days. But a holiday in Australia could be expensive. Upon their return, New Zealand passengers will have to quarantine at a cost of three New Zealand dollars, 3,100 New Zealand dollars, or in brackets, $2,045 or £1,586 for the first person and more for additional family members. About 90% of those traveling with Air New Zealand on Friday were booked one way, the airline said. Air New Zealand, Qantas, and Jester are 
had all had scheduled all had flights scheduled to arrive in Sydney on Friday. Upon arrival, passengers from New Zealand are kept separate from other passengers who will be required to spend two weeks in quarantine. Since March, Australia's borders have been closed to everyone except returning Australian citizens and residents and those with special permission. All new, I mean, all arrivals are now required to quarantine at their own expense. There is a backlog of around 29,000 Australians trying to get into the country. New Zealand has recorded 1,880 cases and 25 deaths from COVID-19, while Australia has seen over 27,000 infections and 904 deaths. The majority of Australia's cases have been in the state of Victoria, which enacted tough lockdowns to bring the numbers under control. Green shots for travel industry, the limited reception of international travel between Australia and New Zealand could be an early indication of a slight recovery for the travel industry in the Pacific in the Asia-Pacific region, Singapore and Hong Kong's in principle would require travelers between the cities to test negative for COVID-19 with a maturity agreed polymerase chain reaction, PCR test. According to the World Travel and Tourism Council, the pandemic led to a 72% drop in international tourists in the first half of the year. However, there has been a rebound in domestic tourism in some markets such as China. The International Air Transport Association, in brackets IATA, which represents 290 airlines, accepts to be 66% below the level it was in 2019. The IATA estimates that it will be at least 2024 before air traffic reaches pre-pandemic levels. Also, with a great many of us still working from home, how can you hope to get promoted if you aren't in the office? What's the... Okay, now that was around. Sorry about that. 
I didn't tell you today's headlines, but I promise I will tell you them now. Okay, today's headlines are... Huh? Wait for it. The Israel-UAE peace deal big for trade in, in the Middle East. It has to uh, how to get promoted when working from home. The BTS investing their favorite K-pop band. Before, before we start those headlines, I would like you guys to ask you something. COVID-19 has been a very dangerous bounder for all of us. We all want to be protected, right? So I'm requesting all of you to remember to always wear a mask outside. Remember to wash your hands frequently with a hole, with a soap and hand sanitizer. Cover your mouth when you cough or sneeze and dispose the tissue into a bin immediately. And remember to stay two feet from one another. And also, you must always know that if you have COVID-19, stay home. Remember that. Now, let's continue with today's news. Me is a former teacher and a 44-year-old stay-at-home mother. She's a huge fan of BTS, the seven-member boy band that has become the face of K-pop. She has traveled overseas to see them in concert. And she is even a member of ARMY, the official BTS fan club. She's also... One of many fans who plan to take a financial stake in BTS. When the group's agency, Big Hit Entertainment, officially goes public on 15th October, it'll just be one share. And it's less about making an investment than for a less than for a sense of belonging and feeling close to the band. Definitely, I'm not selling once I get one. This is for eternity. I want to show my heart by having the one stuck, she says. When Big Hit makes its debut on Korea's stock exchange, it will be one of the country's most anticipated potential public offerings in brackets IPOs of the year. Both investors and fans will be chasing a piece of K-pop's hottest and most profitable group, and it is a rare example of pop fandom turning into participatory capital 
capitalism. You can share every moment. BTS are not the only K-pop band with precision geographic, slick kicks, slick videos, and a seemingly inexistible simply of pop earworms, but they have a rare knack for connecting with fans. Professional Kim Young Me Painting BTS said, Disco is my generation, she says. While some might dismiss the fresh-faced boy band as the stuff of teenage girls, their older fans beg to differ. Kim Young Me is a 59-year-old professor who teaches painting and even commits an occasional BTS scene to canvas. She loves their recent single Dynamite, an upbeat disco-laced track. Oh, how much I enjoyed Dynamite. The Disco. Disco is my generation. BTS is a magician bringing time back and forth, she says. She would like to buy shirts too, but is not sure she can afford it. Above all, she loves their willingness to engage with fans. BTS endlessly communicate with their fans at every kind of this world. Small, tiny, quotidian details of their daily life, their creative process, their achievements, you can share every moment with them. This ability to connect might be their greatest assist, says Prof. Duke Young Kim, director of the Center for Performance Studies at UCLA, an author of a book on K-pop. K-pop idols are very good at making their fans feel like they know you. More broad fan feedback is immediately reflected upon their performance. Starting from fashion choices to what they say on stage. So in a way they listen to fans, they reflect it in their performance and there's that thrill of this exchange for fans who are already this emotionally invested perhaps the thought of investing monetarily doesn't seem like a huge leap korean investors will be the first to be able to buy into big hit but U.S. fans are interested too. But and given BTS's current popularity, it's not hard to see why. Topping the U.S. 
church is a rare fit for any group that mostly doesn't sing in English. Only 20 predominantly non-English tracks have ever cracked the top 10 in its 60-year history. Three of them are BTS tracks. And now they finally had a number one single. Although it was sung in English, U.S. fans have responded in droves to BTS Fishing's danceable pop and to their willingness to engage seriously about issues affecting their fans. BTS a global K-pop phenomenon and their record company is valued at over $4 billion. BTS always emphasizes the importance of kindness and compassion and talk about many of them, many of the same experiences, fears, and dreams that we'll, we will experience at some point in our life. This brings so many fans like myself a sense of comfort and belonging, says Michelle Gertrude, a 26-year-old graduate student from Texas who is hoping to invest when shares become available in the U.S. Big hit listing has been has seen keen interest from investors. About 20% of its shares have been offered to investors, raising $823 million and valuing the company at over $4 billion. Big Hits Chief Executive Bang Sai Hayu who owns 43% of the company, is said to become an instant billionaire. The seven BTS members will receive five shares each, making them all very wealthy. Although they already made lots of money, according to Forbes, they earned $50 million last year with their road show grossing $170 million. By some measures, their contribution to South Korea's economy far bigger. One recent study by the Tourism Ministry and a government tourism institute calculated that their single dynamite would generate a staggering $2.4 billion in economic activity and nearly 8,000 new jobs coming not just from direct sales but from sales of cosmetics as well as food and drinks. 
It's been estimated that BTS single Dynamite generated $2.4 billion for the South Korean economy. The appeal for investors is simple. BTS are a global pop music juggernaut and they're likely to deliver returns. Dynamite was so popular that it was the first ever video to clock up 10, I mean 100 million, 100 million YouTube views within 24 hours. Album sales are strong even in the age of digital streaming. Live shows sell out in minutes and BTS have amassed a huge number of brand partnerships ranging from cars to cosmetics. It's rare, however, that fans have an opportunity to buy into a specific musical act. David Bowie issued Bowie Bonds in 1997 which gave investors a cut of the royalties from his catalog. But even then, they were snapped for $55 million by Prudential Financial rather than being offered to ordinary fans. More often, investors buy into firms owning publishing rights to a staple of musicians in the case of Big Hit, 88% of its reviews came from BTS in the first half of this year. So investors and fans alike see an investment in one as an investment in the other. That's given some fans some fans pause. At 23, Tina Lamorex is a veteran of K-pop fandom. She's listened since 2012. Before BTS had even formed, and when fans in her whole state of Oklahoma were usually outcasts or consider weird, even though K-pop is now hugely popular, she worries that the sometimes fickle nature of fame might make for a risky investment, especially in the music industry. Artists can lose fame and get cancelled so easily that I would feel it would be a risk, she says. Others disagree. M I R A E assist. They will analyze Park Joe says the group has shown staying power in the US market. BTS band members will soon be able from military service, but many fans say they won't affect their support for the group. Unlike past instances where Korean songs were 
propelled to success by a short-term buzz. BTS's achievement is based on the long-term development of a global fan base. True armies, but this also possesses a dilemma because there is some doubt about the future of BTS by law all able bodied Korean men aged by between eighteen and twenty five must must serve in the country's military for twenty months. All seven members will be required to sign up within the next few years. Finding a way to split up their military service might not be helpful either. BTS is not BTS if it loses one. Servants should remain intact together. They says who never the last thinks BTS should not ex But Professor Professor Young Kim says the IPO could help big hit diversity its portfolio and in fact, over the last eight months, the company has bought two other labels. Some fans think that a brief hiatus won't dampen enthusiasm for BTS anyway. True armies like me will never forget BTS just because they don't share for a couple of years. Also, coming up next, coronavirus poverty raises poverty rises as aid winds down. Hasty furlong scheme left room for fraud. So, all of you guys, did you know, let's check out today's, but before we get to that other news, let's take out today's coronavirus cases and deaths. Okay, everyone, let's check in. Let's begin First with Uganda. In U- in Uganda ten the has in Uganda has ten thousand three hundred and thirty four hundred right, let me see that again. Uganda has ten thousand three hundred and thirty four cases and ninety six deaths. United States has eight point nine million plus seventy thousand four hundred and fifty one cases and and two hundred and eighteen thousand plus nine hundred and nine deaths. Seven Point forty-three million 
plus 63,371 case and India has 7.43 million plus 63,371 and has 100 113,000 plus 895 and Brazil has 5.2 million plus 30,914 and and 153,000 plus 754 deaths and Russia has 1.38 million plus 15,150 cases and 24,002 plus 232 deaths. In Argentina, 966,000 plus 6 Fifteen thousand five hundred and forty-six cases and twenty-five thousand seven hundred and twenty-three plus three hundred and eighty-one deaths. And in Colombia, nine hundred and forty-five thousand plus eight thousand three hundred and seventy-two cases and has 28,616 deaths plus 159 and in Spain 33,725 plus 2 222 deaths and Peru has 80, 860,000 3,557 deaths and in front 835,000 plus also 
South Africa also has 700,000 plus 2,019 cases and 18,370 plus 61 deaths. 126 in the United Kingdom. I did iron 10,184 has 
39.3 million cases and 1.1 million deaths. And now, let's continue with today's news. Nearly 8 million Americans, many of them children and minorities, have fallen into poverty since May, university researchers have said. Last week, nearly 900,000 people filed new claims for jobless benefits, the highest number since August that analysts have called for aid to prevent the economic recovery from stalling. But politicians in Washington have been at odds over a deal for months, with talks in recent weeks overshadowed by the upcoming presidential election and disputes over the Supreme Court. The sobering reality is that it appears further help may not be coming from elected officials in Washington, said Mark Hamrick, senior economic analyst at Bankred.com. Stimulus relief this spring has the pandemic cast more than 20 million Americans out of work. The U.S. government approved more than 3 trillion dollars or in brackets 2.3 trillion pounds I think in relief money. The aid included gifts of up to $1,200 for most individuals and money to temporarily boost unemployment benefits by an extra $600 per week. The massive spending wave intentionally blunted the economic upheaval caused by the virus promoting poverty rates to decline. Oh, but those figures begin began to tick up again this summer as the one-time financial boost from the queues were wore off and the expansion to employ to unemployment benefits expired at the end of July. As of September, the poverty rate stood at 16.7% up from 15.3%. In February, at 14.3% in May, with higher rates among children and minorities. According to calculations by researchers at Columbia University, a separate 
analysis by researchers at the University of Notre Dame estimated the poverty rate at 10.1% in September up from the 11% seen in February and 9.3% in May. The increase is in line with raising poverty rates around the world due to the pandemic. The World Bank this month warned that extreme poverty was set to rise for the first time in more than two decades. It has been an extremely difficult time. Until the pandemic, 49-year-old Latisha Barnett worked as a substitute teacher in Louisville, Kentucky during the school year at hair salon in the summer. The virus eliminated both lines of work. For two months this spring, she received unemployment payments, but those stopped in June at the end of the school year, forcing her to dip into savings she had hoped to one day put toward a buying a house stop her internet service and go to food banks for groceries for herself for the first time. Chris Barnett, who is the primary earner for her three children and two grandchildren, exhausted her savings last month. I just didn't accept it to go on as long as it has. She says, it's been an extremely difficult time for us. I'm behind on everything. Miss Barnett finally started a new job this month and as a family advocate. One she took despite the possible health risk. She says the people she's really worried about are those who can't get new jobs and don't have savings to see them through. I honestly think it's been horrible that no no more has been done, she says. In the U.S., President Donald Trump has celebrated that the economy uh, so far rebounded faster than many analysts internally accepted. But while the U.S. has regained about half the jobs, Last in March and April, many economists do not accept the labor market to fully recover before the end of 2023, and they want the momentum appears to be slowing. Thursday's Labor Department report showed unaccepted 53,000 increase in unemployment filings from the week before, sending Ukraine to a month high. 
more than 25 million people continue to collect some form of unemployment as of 26 September, the Labor Department said. Wells Fargo economist Sarah House said the report showed the risk of the labor market's recovery going into reverse. Democrats in May approved more than $3 trillion in additional spending, but Republicans in the Senate have balked at the sums at White House efforts to broker a compromise have so far failed. On Thursday, Mr. Trump said he was willing to agree to more spending by Treasury Secretary Stephen Mnuchin, who has been leading negotiations on behalf that the president said a deal would be difficult before the November presidential election. Mitch McConnell, who leads Republicans in Senate, said Congress, Congress would approve more aid, if not before the election, then after, but he warned that his numbers continue to favor more limited targeted relief. Let's continue. The sun produces more than enough energy for human activities, but we still can't capture enough of it, points out Erwin Resner, energy and consistently professor at Cambridge University. He heads a team of researchers trying to capture more of that three energy. While solar panels have made big advances in recent years, becoming cheaper and more efficient, they just provide electricity, not storable liquid fuels, which are still in great demand. If you look at the global energy port and what's needed electricity only covers maybe 20 to 25 percent so the question is when we have covered that 25 percent what do we do next asked Professor Reznor his answer is to look to nature Plants are a huge inspiration because they have learned over millions of years to how to take up sunlight and store the energy in energy carriers. I really believe that artificial photosynthesis will be one part of that energy portfolio over the next two decades. When Plants photosynthesize, they take up water and carbon dioxide and use light from the sun to convert these raw materials into the 
carbohydrates they need for growth. We want to replicate this, but we don't really want to make carbohydrates because they make a lousy fuel. So instead of making carbohydrates, try to make something that can be more readily, says Professor Hesner. An added problem is that the that the plants aren't actually terribly good at photosynthesis, converting only around one or two percent of solar energy in to fuel. The U.S. Department of Energy has concluded that for artificial photosynthesis to be viable economically, efficiency needs to rise to between 5 and 10 percent. Professor Resner's team has worked on a number of approaches including a system that mimics natural photosynthesis using enzymes to split water and create hydrogen for fuel. However, efficiency is still slow and as a gas hydrogen is difficult to store. Perhaps more promising in the long term is his team's recent development of a small device that converts sunlight, carbon dioxide and water into oxygen and formic acid. A liquid fuel that has a high energy density. The device contains a pineal which sits in a bath of water and carbon dioxide. Under sunlight, the pineal releases electrons which combine with the carbon dioxide and the protons in the water to make hormic acid. These stems are like panels or sheets. It's a very thin device. You can almost think of it as a like a sheet of paper, says Professor Risner. Perhaps the biggest step forward with the device is the fact that is the stand alone. It doesn't require any external power source, nor any top-ups of additional catalysts. The artificial leaf contains a panel which reacts with sunlight, carbon dioxide, and water to make fuel. Despite the challenges, artificial photosynthesis is a junking heavyweight investment in the U.S. The Department of Energy recently announced funding of $100 million and brackets $76 million pounds over five years. The money is going to separate is going to two separate projects, the Center for Hybrid Approaches in Solar Energy to Liquid Fuels in brackets and the Liquid Sunlight Alliance in brackets LISA, chase led by the University of North Carolina 
at Chapel Hill UNC is working on a practical application similar to the Cambridge device by developing systems that like solar panels use semiconductors to observe light and then use various different catalysts to convert the carbon dioxide to fuel. Our particular focus of research says Chase Deputy Director Professor Gillian Depensey is the concept of catalyst turning carbon dioxide into a usable fuel involves making more than one chemical transformation and catalysts can handle only one at a time the first one does the first step and then passes its product off to the new catalyst she says each one will be operating a very highly selective process and handing off after that individual step to the partner down the road. U.S. researchers are investigating the use of sunlight to create storageable liquid fuels. The LISA project is taking a more theoretical approach focused on improving every stage and component of liquid of artificial photosynthesis. Potential catalysts and processes are modeled by the computer before they're tired out. We have a vigorous theory effort and uh, theory and the experiments go hand in hand, says project leader Professor Harry Atwater of Caltech. We now have what's actually the world's largest database full stop. The bad news is that we're not likely to see fields full of photosynthesis panels anytime soon. According to Professor Dempsey, there are still major stumbling blocks. Bringing together all the technology into one bundle is a problem. There's been some incredible science in terms of light harvesting, in terms of the catalysis that breaks the fuel, and in terms of managing systems, she says. But the integration of these individual components into a system capable of artificial photosynthesis is a huge challenge. It is it is also it's also difficult to ensure that the reactions produce a commercially valuable fuel with many of the catalysts that can achieve this being too being too expensive or too efficient for large scale use. Finally, says Professor Dempsey. During a 
radioactivity is a problem when you're dealing with constant radiation in bracket sunlight that can cause a reaction that can highly determine occurrence as a result for artificial photosynthesis still can't produce liquid fuel cheaply enough to complete with fossil fuels but the dynamic can change very quickly the oil price can change taxation can change and when the things start shifting at some point in the future the price of artificial photosynthesis will go down and the price of fossil fuels will go up the question is just when these lines cross if you go back 10 years even the most optimistic predictions for the cost photovoltaic developed electricity did not match what happened the cost came down by 85 percent which is incredible once economic of scale comes in a lot of possible so i'm very optimistic well i don't have much time so goodbye see you later